0: Verse 3. let see free thine own from Satan's tyranny. let's your feet. where mine go? For the grave rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Rejoice, you Emmanuel shall come to you always.
1: Upon hearing the news that his son would be a prophet of the Most High, Zechariah broke into a song of praise, "And you, child, will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people by the forgiveness of their sins." We light the second Advent candle as an act of praise that by God's mercy the Messiah will come to give light to those in darkness and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Come, Lord Jesus. Blessed is the who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way of your only Son. By his coming, nurture our growth as people of repentance and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
2: A reading from Isaiah, chapter 11. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest with him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He shall delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what he sees, his eyes see, or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nation shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, Chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now. John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees, Every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire his winnowing fork in his hand And he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff He will burn with unquenchable fire. Word of the Lord.
3: On up, we have the Advent box. Very cool. So thank you, Madeline. That's great. Oh, yes all right shall we open that up and we have our text for today oh you highlighted them that's perfect oh bless you thank you that's so cool which one do you want to start out with so if you don't if you're a guest of ours today or you don't know for advent we send a box home with the readings and the and that family gets to look at those and come up with some objects that Characterize or in some way help us with our reading today. So, what do we got here? Where do you want to start? I have yeah. I have my toy Jesus. Oh, this is your toy I Jesus. Grandma me your grandma bought you th- brought you this? that's right. You know what? And in fact, we see a lot of things here, like even in the Old Testament reason, the the Lord is there, and we think about Jesus as the one, the Spirit came upon him. And then, yes, he's over here in the gospel reading, too. This is the coolest little Jesus I've ever seen. That is so cool. Okay, can let's do another one. Which one do you want to do? Okay, that's great. Oh, and we have a phone here. (laughs) Ooh, whose phone is this? that's yours okay cool so wonder why we have a phone which one now where is it oh what do you guys think why do you think a phone's in here with the mm-hmm. re? you're not sure not sure you don't know huh yeah what do you think grandma know. mom look it up in google Oh, knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. Knowledge. Okay, yes, because Jesus is going to have the knowledge and the fear. The, all of that's going to come upon him that, right there. Perfect. Google is knowledge. Uh, uh, that's okay. No, I'm not. Uh, no, that's fine. That's good. No, that's good. Okay, let's keep going because we got a lot to go through. What do we got here? Oh, we got some water. Why do you think Water. How about over here? How about over here? The baptism? Yeah, yeah, yeah baptized with water. That's yeah. right. Jesus and is. One no, no, just leave him. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah, so that we've got the water. That's really great. Oh, the, like the waters cover the sea, like the knowledge, knowledge of the Lord. Excellent. Okay, good looking let take him oh what do we got here what do you what do you think kids what is not this a that's a sheep it's a, a lamb, a lamb. It's it's a lamb Lord. Lord. that's right it's a baby it's yep a lamb of the Lord. No, it's not. oh it's not it's, 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 it. with, with the, the lamb. lamb the wolf will lie with the lamb that's perfect i love it that's great oh my goodness We're, look at that <laughs> That, what does that look like, you guys? An axe. An axe. Right. And you know what it looks like? I can, that is the coolest. Look. So sorry, I gotta keep, keep focus, Bill. Focus. Okay. So, so no, look, look. That's right. Okay. Flip it over. Yeah, yeah. It says right over here that the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Um, so we talk about. John's a word of warning there, isn't he, that we need to bear fruit. We need <laughs> to bear fruit. And otherwise that and we're going to talk about that. What How do we think about that? That's a pretty harsh word. Okay, this is really good. All right, let's do a whoa, a snake. That's a serpent, a snake. And why do you think that's there? Remember that same text over here? Let's see. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. She can touch it. That's cool. Um, So right here, adder's den, right, the hole of the asp. So this is one of those those snakes. And the child is going to play. Now, would a child typically play on the hole of one of these snakes? No. No. Yeah, that's scary. But in God's kingdom, nobody's hurting or destroying in his holy mountain at all. So you don't have to be scared of them. But now we kind of have to be careful. Although in Washington, you know, there's no poisonous snakes. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. So, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. It's okay. All right. What do we got there? I, I
2: cut out something out of the red piece of paper to represent fire. Oh, fire.
3: Yes. Because Jesus, here, I'll flip it over for you, right there, huh? Yeah, so Jesus is going to baptize with water and fire. We're going to talk about what, or or the Holy Spirit he's going to baptize us with, and we're going to talk about what that means. All right, excellent. We just got a couple more. Oh, look at this. What is this? That's, Yep. It says that the belt to around his, his loin. Yes, that's right. And it's the belt of righteousness. Look at that belt. That is so cool. We think about Jesus and He's He is the righteous one and he wears that. That's kind of like a symbol. He wears that around his waist because Jesus, you know that's a big fancy word, isn't it? Righteousness. I wonder what that means. It means good, perfect. And that's who Jesus is. That's who Jesus is. He's got the belt around. But Jesus is. Jesus is perfect. He's the only one, though. You're absolutely right. None of us are. But you know what? Here's another great thing Jesus gave us that righteousness. So now that you're baptized, you are perfect. You're going to tell mom and dad that? Pastor Bill said, I'm perfect. You go ahead. Because you are. In Christ, you are. All right. Thank you. You did such a beautiful job. All right. Now, who would like, who's going to be here next week? Okay, you got your hand up first. So, it's all yours to take and do. pour over the readings. And you know what? I can help you carry those. I don't, oh, that way, I, you got it. All right, let me say a quick prayer. You did beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, God, for these gifts, these These. Pictures and items that help us see the good news of your word, and we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all no right. No kids' word today, guys. Box, you can that's... head back
0: to your seats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm we wrong. We do have kids' there word. There is kids' word. I just didn't talk to the right person. Go ahead back. Check in with parents. Christmas craft today, Christmas so head back. There it will be for fun. Kids' word. All right. Well,
3: that was awesome. I have no time to preach now, but that was awesome. Don't bet on it. Hey, I also wanted to let you know, you know, when you get ready for Advent and not everything goes exactly right, of course, this is the day we have the lights on the tree and they're usually shining, and, uh, but... <laughs> This has got to be a sermon illustration. Anyway, they they, they the fuses went or something, and then we and the top we got that fixed, and then the bottom, and then to this morning the middle is not working. So, we're just gonna be okay with not lights today, but we will get them. This will be we will be ready by Christmas for sure. <laughs> but anyway, isn't isn't our uh, visual arts team that's done such a beautiful job in getting us ready? So thank you to all of them. Awesome. All right, so indeed we get, um, we get rolling here as we go to the second Sunday in Advent with John the Baptist. He is a voice crying out in the wilderness. He's one that gets us ready and preps us. He is the character of the first part of Advent. We hear from him every year in our lectionary. He is the one that plows the dirt so that we can Put the seed of God's Word in it. He's the one that, well, he's like a vacuum at my house. Because what do you do when someone comes over? When someone's coming, you vacuum. Come on. This, it's not a biblical analogy. I know. It's fine. Um, you know, so John, John, we hear from him at this point because we're getting ready, both for Jesus' final return and also to celebrate his birth, his, his first coming his first parousia. And so John is in the wilderness and he's getting people ready by calling them to repentance. In other words, he seems to be saying, get your house in order. Step it up. Take a look at things. Aren't you glad you came today <laughs> to hear from John the Baptist? Unquenchable fire! Fire! That's all we needed. Well, I learned this week, and I know this has been in the news and media, that the average life expectancy in our country now is going down fairly significantly. That's not something that's in modern history has typically happened. And, of course, there's lots of people that say why, but a lot of psychologists say that most of the reasons are to due to loneliness-related problems. Substance abuse, suicide. Um, of course, we've got the opioid crisis that's you know a big part of the factor here. So we know that in our culture today, loneliness is a big deal. People get cut off from each other, isolated. You could throw on all the media stuff and all the technology. You know, it used to be we all gathered together around a campfire. We don't do that anymore. And then we gathered together on the front porch, and then maybe we listened to the radio all together. And then even sometimes we used to listen to the TV together, although when you watch TV, less brainwaves go on than when you're sleeping. But nonetheless, um, it's true, by the way. But um, so, you know, so we at least we maybe. We're together, but now we're not even together, right? We're just off. <laughs> I'm out of my fantasy league, so don't worry. I'm not checking my football scores or anything. Don't worry. So, um, so no, we're so, it's fine, but it, yet it's not. I mean, we're so isolated, and people are starving for community. We know that. But then also as I look around, not only are we lonely right now in this season, um, we are also harried and frazzled. You know, we've got lots of caregiving duties, either maybe for our parents or our grandparents and then we've got, or caring for our kids. and We've got all these folks in that sandwich generation where we're caring for people on both sides. Or we're going through a lot of challenges that have caused limitations in our lives, and that's a big hurdle and a struggle. But then you just got all the normal stuff of life right now, um, and it, it seems to get us whipped up into kind of a frenzy. Maybe not a frenzy, but we are at least very much frazzled. So we're lonely and frazzled. Um, we, we have a lot of internal expectations of ourselves during this time. More things on our to-do list. And then there's things that get placed on our to-do list from outside. And with all of that, we come in the church. We go, oh, I'm going to come for a little respite in the church. And we get to hear John the Baptist. Who warned you to come to the, you know, first, you know Just what we needed. But maybe it is. How can John the Baptist be helpful? This fiery frightening words of His that call us to repent. The word repent is simply, truly to be sorry and also to change direction, change your mind. John's good for some things, I can tell you that, and one thing he's good for is if we think, like the scribes and Pharisees did in Jesus' day, that we're just fine Because we go to the right church, or we have the right heritage, or lineage, or um, we come from the right side of the tracks, so to speak, or um, whatever it might be. If there's something about us, or in the group that we belong to, that we are good, we are fine, we are okay, John the Baptist steps in the midst of that, and he blows it apart. God can bring up children of Abraham from these stones, he says. Don't think that because you are in the right religious group, you're fine and dandy. So if we are living under that presumption, John the Baptist will be helpful or hurtful. Also, if we think that, and we're not too concerned about the things that we do and we don't do, the things un, left undone, um, the hurtful things, the turned inward things, that part of us that we struggle with each and every day, um, where we say things that hurt people, even unintentionally, uh, it's almost unavoidable that's going to happen, and, and we're, we're going to be in relationship with others, and we're going to step on toes. If we don't, If we're not worried about that, if we don't really care about what we do, maybe we think I'm basically a good person and all that. Well, John the Baptist will come in the midst of that and blow that up too. Repent, he says. So if you um, have come to church today for some respite, don't give up yet. Because what first has to happen, and maybe John the Baptist has summed up the best by just simply saying that John is a good diagnoser of our problem. Presumption or apathy. Or maybe we think that we're just we have to do it all ourselves. John the Baptist steps in the midst of us today and says, Look, folks, you need some help. You need some help. So if you need some help, you've come to the right place today. And that's why John speaks like he does in this season of Advent to us. But it's not just that. John isn't just one who diagnoses the problem and says, You have a problem and you need some help. He does that beautifully, strongly, intensely. I mean, it would be enough if he just did that. I mean, you think about the presumptions, um, the entrenchment, the judgmentalness of all our positions in our society and world today, our self-righteousness, our thinking that everybody who's different from us is kind of, well, I used a strong word in the early service, I better not do it, this one, um, as I've rethought it. But we think people are whatever if they differ from us, if they have different opinions I could put some strong words in here. That seems to be the milieu, the, the world that we live in. That's what's in vogue. Demonize everybody who's different from you or thinks differently than you. So, you know, it's maybe one thing if we needed that presumption kind of, you know, put down. And we get a call for a little bit of humility from the top down and all around. We do need some humility, I think. I'll be bold to say maybe speak for myself, but the beauty of John is not just that. The beauty of John is he doesn't just diagnose the problem. He's not the answer to the problem. I got to be clear to you. He's not the answer. He does diagnose the problem, but John also points to where the answer is. Because he points to Christ, he points to the stump of Jesse, that stump that was cut off and then the shoot that rises up, which for us we believe, although it might have been a time in Israel's history, we believe that stump um, and that, that root and the shoot that comes up from that is Christ Jesus when he was cut down on the cross and raised up from the dead. John points us to this one who got baptized, not because he needed it, but was baptized to fully identify with us and our sin and brokenness and our humanity completely. and then this one who gives us a baptism where we receive everything that is Christ. We're clothed in it, we're bathed in it, we're soaked in it. We receive His righteousness. That's who John points us to as he says there's a problem. He points us to Christ. But I don't know about you. When I hear John talk about Jesus today, it doesn't make me want to run to Jesus. Did you hear how he talked about Jesus? The winnowing fork is in his hand. He's going to sift the the chaff from the wheat and he's going to burn up that chaff with unquenchable fire. It's just kind of fun to get in John the Baptist space. I mean, that doesn't make me want to run to Jesus. Thank you, John, for pointing me to Jesus. But, it, you know, it doesn't make me want to run there. But then sometimes you need someone just to say something in a certain way. And somebody did that for me this week in Man of Bible study. And they just went to that phrase, the winnowing fork is in His hand. I've come to know something about this person who's holding this winnowing fork. And as I've gotten to know Him in all of the New Testament, I'm glad the winnowing fork is in Jesus' hands and not mine. And no offense, not yours. Maybe that's part of our problem today. We think we've got the winnowing fork. I'm glad that Jesus, the good shepherd of the sheep, is holding the winnowing fork. Because you know what Jesus does with that winnowing fork? You've heard the phrase, stick a fork in it? (laughs) Well, stick a fork in us and flip us up and burn away all that chaff and leave the wheat. You know that's happened already for you today? When Pastor Jonathan proclaimed to you the forgiveness of sins, you know what's happening? When he does that, when the Word does that, when a friend does that, when you do that and say that to yourself, when the old tempter and our old critic inside, that that to-do list is harassing you, and you say, you know what, I've done enough, enough is enough, I am forgiven, I'm made whole. When you say that, you are letting Jesus put the fork in you, toss you in the air, and let the chaff drift away, and then it gets burned up by the Holy Spirit with fire. Wow, that's not such bad news after all. Did you know that when you come to this table, And you hold out your hand. You probably never thought about it this way. When you hold out your hand, you know what's happening? What do we say? The blood of the new covenant for the what? For the what? That when you come and you receive this bread and wine, the chaff is being tossed up, blown away, and burnt up in you. And what remains is Christ, is the wheat, is the beautiful wheat. That's what remains in you and me as we come um, together. And yes, we go out and the chaff will get back going again, but we come back again and again and we come to God in prayer and we let Jesus sift us and burn up the chaff. That's the one. The one who holds that fork is the one who went to the cross. You, for me, for all of us. So yeah, thank you, John, for pointing us to Christ. Last night we had a great Christmas train event. We loved Kitsap, and we had all kinds of gifts for kids to come and pick out a gift for their parent or their sibling, and and um, we had spaghetti, and we. We sang carols, and it was just a beautiful event. And you know, the most fun part of the event was for me, is I took a moment and I watched our members help kids wrap presents. And some of them were teaching them how to do it, and some were having struggles, and they would help them. And I started thinking about that last night when I got home, and I was thinking about John the Baptist. And you know what? You know what I've come to believe: John is like those members helping those kids wrap their gifts. John wraps up the gift of Christ and brings him to us. So I'm thankful to John. I don't know that he really thought Jesus would do it the way he did it, and I'm going to leave that to Pastor Jonathan next week. But I'm sure glad that he pointed us to the gift May the peace of Christ and his winnowing fork be with you always. Amen.
0: And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us join our hearts and minds together as we pray for the needs and the hopes of the world.
1: Almighty God, we thank you for the people you have sent throughout history, like John the Baptist, who call us back to you. During this Advent season, continue to send us those who stir up our hearts and who turn our lives to you. Lord, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayers.
1: Precious Savior, you took on the hurts of the world, and you continue to walk with those who are hurting. We pray for our community and world, for those who grieve, those who are ill in body, mind, or spirit, for caregivers, broken families, those whose lives are torn apart by war, refugees, victims of natural disasters. We lift these, your blessed children, to your care. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, thank you for all those who came to our Christmas train last night and for all who helped at the event. Thank you that we live in such a wonderful community. Continue to turn us outward and to give us ways to connect with our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy,
0: hear our prayers. Loving God, we pray for those in our community who are recovering for Tom Hawks as he recovers from surgery, and Marsha Parker, Parker as she recovers from an infection. We lift up many in our community as well, and in our families, and those we know abroad who are, who are struggling with cancer, and we name before you those in our community, Kathy Bowman, Elizabeth Doma Angela Dice, Gary Ludwig, Dave Ryan, Jim McKelvey, Ron Maddox, Kathy Schaefer, and Carol Wales. God, we also lift those who are deployed, who support our military and for their families here at home, remembering especially Jillian, Bradley, Aaron, Rebecca, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, David, and their families. God, we have many for whom we continue to pray to pray and name others before you now aloud. Sam, Malachi, Laura
1: and Harlan.
0: Lord, in your mercy,
1: hear our prayer.
0: Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, all people and all places for which, for which we pray, trusting in the mercy and love that you have shown through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all.
1: And also with you.
0: Please share that peace with one another.
1: Peace of the Lord. Am I still on?
0: peace. As you're sharing the peace with one another, sharing that community and that much needed connection, I invite you to pass the friendship booklets along the way to note your presence here in worship. Um, you can also, if you're a guest of ours today, that's a great place to note your physical address, email address, just for us to send you a letter of thanks. Not spam, just a letter of thanks and make that connection to be, that we've been together this day to celebrate that. Boy, you've heard a lot about last night's event. It really was an amazing um, success. I, saw some, I wasn't able to be there, but saw some pictures of what was going on, and it just looked amazing. So thanks to all who were involved. I want to remind you that beautifying our sanctuary as we move towards uh, Christmas season, um, you can give poinsettias, and it's time to do that. We need to get them ordered. If you want to do that in memory of someone or just to celebrate or just to offer that gift, um, we'd love to have that, and that's the information for that's in your beacon here. Um, the variety show is one week away, December 15th. I don't know, Justin, are you still taking folks or are we just advertising that it's happening? He's, he's good on his, yes, yes, we both have, all right, it's going to be a good show. Next week, next week, please be there to support. We have some fun and funny and entertaining and wonderful, inspiring stuff going on. So, did I say perspiring or inspiring? I hope I said inspiring. All right. And then two weeks left of serve, uh, fair trade items that uh, uh, Lynn Rupp is, is offering. Um, she's not making any profit. It's not her sales. All of them go to, to fair trade items. And there are really some wonderful items still remaining. That's only going to happen today and next week, I believe. So, so you can f- find those in the um, uh, fellowship hall just to your right as you exit the worship space. All right. With that, we receive our pledges and offerings.
1: Let us pray, God of mercy and grace. With the joy
0: Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You comforted your people through the ages and challenged them with the words of the prophets. And so with John the Baptist today, we hear those words of challenge and comfort once again. Ultimately, he pointed to your Redeemer through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes to judge the world in righteousness. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, with the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. We remember now how on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And how again after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. O God, send now your Holy Spirit upon this meal and upon your people that we may truly receive Christ risen for us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your love as you teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. These are God's gifts for you. I invite you to be seated and come forward as you're invited. you to rise as you're able Now may the body and blood of our lord jesus christ strengthen you and keep you in his peace Amen. amen
1: let us pray god of abundance with this bread of life and cup of salvation you have united us with christ making us one with all your people now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you with light and with grace and with mercy. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. You are holy, you are whole, you are always evermore.
1: we are grace-filled go in peace and serve the lord